Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews and insights from the field of healthcare. The Business of Healthcare podcast is brought to you by THC Primary Care, where we provide operations and project management to primary care networks. If you are a clinical director or a practice manager and your to-do list is growing by the minute and you could do with an extra pair of hands to support you to roll out your network-based contracts and projects, I would love to help you. We also provide consultancy and coaching advice to healthcare business owners and clinical leads looking to take the next step in their career or their business. Come and check us out at www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. Hey, and welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. So I thought in this podcast... I would do like a back to basics on how to run an effective meeting. Somebody asked me the other day, what are your facilitation tips for running a meeting? And I kind of made a joke about it and actually thought, well, no, a lot of time and effort goes into this. I don't just rock up and hope for the best. And when I do do that, the meeting is not very good. So (laughs) I'll be honest, sometimes... I'm kind of jumping straight into the tips, but when you're, you've stacked your diary back to back, you're not always bringing your best self to those meetings. If you haven't had a chance to go to the toilet, if you haven't eaten, if you haven't drunk, if you don't know what the agenda is, we can't be surprised when the meeting's not as effective and as productive as we would like. So that is a tip, making sure that you've taken care of your basic needs first. And it may seem obvious, it may seem silly, but it does affect your day when you are hungry and tired and you're trying to make really big decisions with multiple organisations. So number one, look after your basic needs first. (laughs) Okay, let's get into the preparation. So really think carefully around the purpose of your meeting and why you want to meet and who needs to be there. Okay. I've been going to a weekly meeting for quite a long time and it was embarrassingly, I spoke about it with my coach. I was just like, I really want to be part of the team, but these meetings feel like a waste of time. I don't want to be rude you know, what do I do? And it was obvious what I needed to do. We needed to revisit the terms of reference of the purpose of the meeting, the frequency of the meeting, what information could be shared outside of the meeting, who was responsible for taking actions and what was going to be our decision-making principles. So it's really basic stuff. And sometimes it's the basics and the fundamentals slip because we all think, oh, we know that, that's simple, that's easy. Let's just focus on the hard stuff. When we focus on the easier stuff, it makes the harder stuff easier. Does that make sense? So revisit the purpose of your meeting, revisit your terms of reference. And it doesn't have to be a bureaucratic process. Do you know what I mean? You could do this, you know, no more than a page. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's just a way of recentering what we're doing here and what we want to get. What's the purpose? Okay, building on who needs to be in those meetings is to really carefully think around we're in the field of healthcare 
and we are all in one way, shape or another working across multiple boundaries, multiple organisations. So when I talk about diet, we need a diversity in the room. I'm not talking colour, I'm talking roles, okay? I'm talking about professional roles. So you might need a mix of clinicians, admin, managerial staff. And to also think very carefully about the hierarchy in that meeting, okay? So we don't want to invite people in, but they can't talk because they maybe not be seen as high up in the hierarchy to be able to have their thoughts and opinions taken seriously. So if you're the meeting chair or you've got a say in how the meeting is run, it's not enough to just make sure you've got representation in that meeting. We need to make sure that representation in the meeting is heard and valued. Okay, moving on to the agenda, which does dovetail with the purpose of the meeting. You're crafting your agenda. You need to decide in some meetings, you can distribute it on the day. Some people like it in advance. I know there are some people that like, I don't go to any meetings. Let's say there's an agenda two weeks before. You need to be clear on what your meeting requires and deciding on whether it is some areas for discussion. It's a trust building meeting. And in that sense, you might not have a very, very defined meeting. If it's internal, it might be different if you're facilitating trust building exercises with colleagues. You need to craft carefully what you're going to talk about in your meetings. And I work a lot with clinical directors. So I'm often the chair or the co-chair, sometimes just having a trusted like ally, a number two to kind of help you put yourselves into the shoes of other people. Sometimes we organize meetings because we want to it's about us and we want that decision and it's more productive for us if everybody comes to our meeting. So it's nice to just sense check, do we need this meeting? What should the approach be? What may I not be aware of? So it does take time. It is really, really helpful because you want your meetings to be somewhere where people want to be and to contribute. So really clarifying the agenda um, and setting up your meeting in the best way possible will really put you in good stead and make you confident if you're chairing the meeting as well, because you know that you'd have given it a bit of thought. The next thing just wanted to highlight is what information needs to be shared before and after the meeting to aid information sharing or decision making. Whatever that is, keep it short. Think about marketing, okay? Think about people are really, really busy you know, your heart kind of sinks when you see papers, you know, like paper A (laughs) to F, you know, there's a lot of information here. Cut out the waffle. Be really, really clear. What do you want? What do you want these people to know? What decisions do you want them to make? Make everybody's life easier in when you're sending out papers in advance. Just be really clear and succinct. It doesn't have to be a work of art. Maybe use a bit of colour. Think about, I go on about this all the time, the who, what, why, when, how, benefits, risk. Just make it super simple for your meetings to be productive, for people to know how they can contribute. You know, like, is it yes, no, maybe, further exploration, 
just be really, really clear and the information either side of those meetings will definitely, definitely help. And also it will help you think about the time that needs to be spent on each subject. So when you're building your agenda, when if you listen to this podcast, you're going to have to, it's each point kind of overlaps because when you prepare your supporting information, when you've got a really good understanding of the context and you've spoken to a few people to make sure you're not going to be thrown any curveballs in the meeting, you can think about what information is needed and required and then how much time have we got to discuss it. And less is more when you're doing this stuff. Let's stop trying to jam pack 10 points into a 60 minute meeting when you want decisions to be made. And on that, and it may, it links back to your terms of reference is to think about your decision-making principles. So sometimes we spend so much time on creating governance and then we never follow it. And then we wonder why things don't get done in a timely manner. Don't ignore that. Have some decision-making principles. Think, think about your core And when thinking about your decision-making principles, one of the things I always, always emphasize is making sure everybody is happy to back the decision, even if the decision granted was not your own. We're a team. And the role of the meeting chair is to hear all sides of the case and then drive forward that decision. Sometimes lots of there, nothing gets done because of indecision. We go round and round and round and round and round the houses this is a waste of time. This is a waste of money. We're not getting anywhere. So a decision needs to be made. And if we're not going to move forward it, let's part, let's shelve it. Okay. This may be a controversial one. I've written down, I did make notes for this one. Cameras on or cameras off. I saw something on social media the other day and it was like, let's boycott cameras. Let's have them off. Now it is really hard being in a meeting when you're the only person that's got your camera on. (laughs) I don't like it. Okay. And I feel like if we're in person, would we say to everybody, let's have this meeting and everybody have their face glued to their phones. We wouldn't like it. We wouldn't, would we? It's distracting, clearly not listening, trying to multitask. You think you're doing two things and, and you're missing bits. So all I will say is you have to decide and it goes back to your meeting principles, your terms of reference, and also taking into consideration other people's needs. You know, like what is needed to get the best result from this meeting? That's what you need to think about. All cameras off. Is it a Zoom call? Is it a phone call? Can the decision be made in WhatsApp? Do we need to meet in person? Is it an event? You know, like you have to decide what is going to be. And I think it's okay to vocalize it. Vocalize. This is what we need to have a productive conversation. Um, you're not going to please everybody, but I think it's about managing expectations. And I think everybody would agree if they're going to come to a meeting, they want to make it worth their while, or they shouldn't. They just shouldn't go. You know, like I just I know people go to keep up appearances to say that they win and it, say it was a waste of time. But sometimes, if you you know, like if you're half in and half out of the meeting, you can't be surprised if you feel like it was a waste of time because you're not invested in it. So we'll call that little rant meeting etiquette. <laughs> and then the next point relates back to episode 127, where I talked about how to carry out a communications audit. And one of the questions I posed in there is how frequently should we be talking? Is it 
weekly, daily, monthly, quarterly, annually. And having your your meeting schedule and thinking about, okay, well, I meet the clinical directors on a Tuesday. I meet the practice managers on this day. We have this monthly meeting will help you with your decision-making processes and your meeting rhythm. You might be able to double up some things versus sometimes, you know, you think, did we need to meet to discuss this when we met two hours ago to discuss something else? So it's just trying to be really efficient and knowing when things are coming up so you can position your offering in a really attractive way because you know what's going on and you know what other meetings are coming up. Organising meetings which involve multiple people outside of your organisation can take a long time and the reason why I'm talking about this now is because we are trying to pull together our care home MDT and at the last count there's like 25 people. If you are in charge of administering the meeting, so our superstar admins that are listening to this, do you use Doodly? If it's a one-on-one meeting, do you use Calendly? What meeting scheduling tools can you use to make your life easier? And you might be surprised when I say what I'm about to say is I work with people that don't have a very good diary calendar system. They write things down on pieces of paper. Sometimes they've got a paper diary. Sometimes they're using Gmail. Sometimes they're using Outlook. You're making your life harder for yourself. (laughs) So, and then it's harder to book the meeting and people are double booking themselves. They're forgetting meetings. So this two-part point is number one, from an administrative purpose, what tech can you use to make the organization of the meeting easier and Those of us that get regularly invited to meetings, have we got a robust calendar system? So it's easy to know when you're meeting and why you're meeting. So it's easy to know when you've got the availability to meet and it's okay to say no. If you can't be at the meeting and you need to be part of the decision-making process or you want to be, you still want to have a role in the meeting, but you just can't attend that one, speak to the meeting organiser, speak to the chair and, and discuss how you can still contribute. Okay, the next point I wanted to make, and again, this may be unpopular and it may seem a little bit unfair, but I've written down dominating and contributing. Now, if you're going to come to one of my meetings, the expectation is I want you to contribute to the meeting. I want to hear your thoughts and opinions and you are important. That's why you are there. And that's the mentality we have to have when we get invited to meetings. We're wanted there because they feel that we've got something to offer that meeting. Doesn't mean you need to talk for the sake of talking and you may not have a point to raise. You're just taking it in and just sense checking it. That's absolutely fine. Whatever that contribution looks like to you, you keep doing that. The point about dominating the meeting, I think comes up when you are not prepared for the meeting, you haven't read the papers, you may have missed another meeting. So you're asking questions where the answers have already been provided. So rightly so, you should say, can I I just double check X, Y, and Z? But sometimes that can end up taking over the whole meeting and essentially the past meetings are being repeated just for your benefit. So we have to be mindful around not taking over the meeting and chairing the meetings becomes so important because the person dominating the conversation may have just raised an excellent killer point that we've all missed. You will have to reorder and rejig the agenda to make sure you get what you need and everybody is on the same page. And when I say get what you need, it's not so it's not what you need personally, it's get what the group needs. 
So sometimes when people dominate the conversation, it can be very, very helpful. Sometimes it can be because they haven't prepared for the meeting. I don't mean to be rude. You know, we're all jumping from meeting to meetings and they may not have managed to read the papers. So when the administrators, this is where you come in, is to be really clear on what we all need to do to make sure we have a productive meeting. And if you get some repeat offenders, then you can call them up and prime them and say, just want to double check you receive the papers of making a decision on X. Please, can you make sure that you have a look at it or just repeat, you know, give them the summary, give them the headlines, make it easy for them. Okay. Okay. I'll wrap this up shortly, I promise. Other thing I wanted to raise, another point which I think is very important is acknowledging that it can be quite hard and nerve wracking to speak up in a meeting. And sometimes, you know, like you say something and you think, oh, was that really stupid? It just, nobody acknowledged it. And we all have a part to play in creating good and productive and welcoming and inclusive meeting environment. And one easy way to do that is when you like somebody's idea or you appreciate somebody's contribution is to vocally acknowledge that in the moment in that meeting, especially when people may typically be quite quiet in the meeting. That will encourage people to speak up. It will encourage them to want to contribute and want to be part of the meeting because they can see that their contribution is being valued and being heard. And then to accompany this, there is something around being confident enough to be challenged and to also have the confidence to challenge. Somebody did it to me the other day. It was really like nicely done. I think I I can't remember what it was. And he said, Tara, yes, but I would like to challenge that because of X, Y, and Z. And I still, and it was just really nicely done. I didn't think, oh, it, I didn't feel bad. We just saw things differently and he raised that. And then the outcome was better because we had a really, really good discussion about the approach that we took forward. You know, and the decision to move forward was made better because he spoke up in a way that I didn't feel attacked. And I had the confidence in that meeting to not feel attacked. Sometimes we can feel attacked when somebody's just expressing their opinion and they should express their opinion. And even if there's no challenge, even if you're, you know, like some people have silent agreement or silent disagreement is vocalize what you think because otherwise people won't know. And then that's all the business side. And then to round off appropriately, meetings can be really fun. And they can be, a meeting could be, you know, like a a five minute huddle. We had one the other day just to say like, what's been your highlights of the week? It was like five minutes. Um, Sometimes they're an hour, sometimes they're a couple of hours with a break and just you're making the opportunity to just catch up with people. Um, So I've made it sound very dry but when you get the fundamentals right, they can be really productive. There's room to have a giggle and a laugh and room to really make some important decisions where you have got all the players in the room that you need. I hope you found that helpful and I'll see you in the next one. so much for joining us. If you like what you hear, I would absolutely love it if you left us an iTunes rating and five-star review. 
I know many of you give us a shout out on social media, which is lovely to see you guys listening to the podcast. So please come and find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care, on Instagram at THC Primary Care and on LinkedIn, just look for Tara Humphrey. And if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, please do. It's really, really funny. You get to hear more insights, more confessions, some tips and tools and a roundup of our activity over the week. So click on join the newsletter in the show notes and I will see you in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.